Hi friends, this is Megan, and you're listening to the She Lives Purposely podcast, where we encourage women to love Jesus and live purposely in every area of life. Hello friend, and welcome back to the She Lives Purposely podcast. My name is Megan, and I am the founder of She Lives Purposefully and the host of this podcast. And as always, I am so glad that you are here. I hope and pray that you are encouraged and equipped by this episode. I am so excited for it. We are diving into Esther 5 today, um, which is super exciting. Esther, if you have been following along, you already know is one of my favorite stories in the Bible, one of my favorite books of the Bible. I think that there's so much that we can reap um, from it, and so I'm really excited to dive into this with you, and I just want to say, too, thank you so much for listening to the She Lives Purposely podcast, for taking the time out of your day, um, and for tuning into these Bible studies on Mondays and, you know, our guest and topic podcasts on Thursdays. I am so excited for this upcoming week's um, podcast on Thursday. I will let you know because you're listening to Monday's episode. We are bringing back Carly and talking about singleness from her perspective. Carly is a 30-something single entrepreneur, author, um, and so she wants to talk about thriving in your singleness and really finding purpose in it. So definitely um, get excited for that podcast episode. And if you haven't listened to last week's podcast episode, I really want to encourage you to do that too. We had Emma May McDaniel, I was going to say Jenkins, but she got married around the same time I did, um, on the podcast and she has so much wisdom to share in talking about the fear of God versus the fear of people. So I want to encourage you to listen to those episodes and of course to binge the Esther studies. And if you didn't, go back, binge those Ruth studies because Ruth, ugh, it's just so powerful too. So um, yeah, I'm excited that you're here and that you're listening. And I want to encourage you to, before we start this episode, as always, to if you are encouraged by this episode, share it with a friend, build them up in their walk with Christ, and yeah, just encourage them with it. I know that I'm excited to publish this episode and share it with my friends, which is all of you, so I hope that you are just as excited (laughs) to do the same. And of course, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss a single encouraging episode. We have a lot of really fun guests lined up and studies. I already know what book I'm doing next for the next study and I have lined out the dates for it and I'm super excited for that too. So definitely um, subscribe so that you don't miss that. And two, I would really just be so appreciative and really love if you like the podcast to leave a review um, and also a little message with the review um, and to let me know what you think about the podcast, what you like about it, and feel free to message me too on Instagram um, or via my email if you have more feedback or topics that you want to hear. Okay. So enough of all of that. Whether you are cleaning your house, maybe you're cooking, driving in your car, Or maybe you are sitting down ready with your Bible and your notebook, um, ready to dive into this study. Get ready to be encouraged and equipped today. I am just so hype. We are going into, like I said, 
Esther, I almost said Ruth, Esther chapter 5, and we're going to be talking big time about how God works behind the scenes. Um, so let's dive into Esther chapter 5, and I'm actually going to pull it up here um, on my computer. I'm going to be reading the English Standard Version, and we're going to read through Esther chapter 5 together. Um, all right, here we go. So again, whether you're just listening or whether you've got your Bible out, get ready. Let's be encouraged and equipped and dive into the Word of God. This is His Word to us. And I, I it just came over me, but I really want to emphasize that. Like, His Word is alive and it is active. It is the things that He wants to share with us um, and that He wrote for us. And this story is a historical event. It's not just a parable. It's not a fairy tale. Um, it's a real thing that happened in history and that God was a part of. So, um, let's dive in together. Okay, so Esther chapter 5. On the third day, Esther put on her royal robes and stood in the inner court of the king's palace in front of the king's quarters, while the king was sitting on his royal throne inside the throne room opposite the entrance to the palace. And when the king saw Queen Esther standing in the court, she won favor in his sight, and he held out to Esther the golden scepter that was in his hand. Then Esther approached and touched the tip of the scepter, and the king said to her, What is it, Queen Esther? What is your request? It shall be given to you, even to the half of my kingdom. And Esther said, If it please the king, let the king and Haman come today to a feast that I have prepared for the king. Then the king said, Bring Haman quickly, so that we may do as Esther has asked. So the king and Haman came to the feast that Esther had prepared. And as they were drinking wine after the feast, the king said to Esther, What is your wish? It shall be granted you. And what is your request? Even to half of my kingdom it shall be fulfilled. Then Esther said, My wish and my request is, If I have found favor in the sight of the king, and if it please the king to grant my wish and fulfill my request, let the king and Haman come to the feast that I will prepare for them. And tomorrow I will do as the king has said. And Haman went out that day, joyful and glad of heart. But when Haman saw Mordecai in the king's gate, that he neither rose nor trembled before him, he was filled with wrath against Mordecai. Nevertheless, Haman restrained himself and went home. And he sent and brought his friends and his wife Zeresh. And Haman recounted to them the splendor of his riches, the number of his sons, all the promotions with which the king had honored him, and how he had advanced him above the officials and the servants of the king. Then Haman said, Even Queen Esther, let no one but me come with the king to the feast she prepared. And tomorrow also I am invited by her together with the king. Yet all this is worth nothing to me, so long as I see Mordecai the Jew sitting at the king's gate. Then his wife Suresh and all his friends said to him, let a gallows fifty cubits high be made, and in the morning tell the king to have Mordecai hanged upon it. Then go joyfully with the king to the feast. This idea pleased Haman, and he had the gallows made. This, if you um, have not been following along with Esther, I really want to encourage you to go back and dive into that study. We have the study. I'll link it in the show notes as a downloadable free PDF for you, but also just to listen to the podcast in it because there is so much that happens before this chapter that you really have to be aware of the context of and know the story and everything that's happening there. But this chapter and the next chapter next week 
oh my goodness, like it is just so crazy to see how the Lord works. And I'm excited to dive into you, um, into it with you. In this chapter, we see two things. Esther goes before the king and Haman plans to kill Mordecai. In the first section, in verses 1 through 8, Esther goes before, or Esther goes before the king in wisdom and in boldness, and there is a ton to note in this section, so let's dive into that. So in this section, we see her boldness. First, let's applaud Esther for her boldness to save her people and intervene for justice, despite it potentially bringing about her own death. We also see big time that Esther has found favor. In verse 2, she immediately finds favor from the king. And in verse 3, she receives so much favor. The king offers her up to half of his kingdom. Now, with the reasons Esther gave in chapter 4, verse 11, there is no reason for her to have earned this favor. We saw in the last chapter that she hasn't seen the king for a while, um, and she is not supposed to go before the king at all if she's not um, asked. So that's a really big deal that she's doing that. So there's really no reason that she should have found favor. But favor, friends, is from the Lord. Favor is what continues to put her in the best spot to do God's will. This is not to say that not receiving favor means you are not pleasing God. We see that Mordecai definitely was not receiving favor from Haman. But it simply speaks to the fact that any favor we have from God, any favor that we have is from God. Even if our character plays part, it's all from the Lord. Another thing that I really wanted to note in this section, and we have kind of talked about this in previous um, episodes too, but the fact that obedience and letting God move is so profound here. We see that we are called to obey and let God do the rest. You are not called to figure out the whole situation. Esther didn't have to figure out the whole situation. You are called to obey. Esther could not control the way the king would react. But she was called to fight for her people regardless. Obey the Lord and let him move. God is moving behind the scenes. He's aligning things for his will and for his people. But he does call us to obey. We also see that God uses the natural. In verses 4 and 8, Um, They have always been fascinating to me. Two different times, the king allows Esther to make her request, and she delays her real request. I think this could be for one of two things, either wisdom or fear. Whichever it is, God uses it. In verse 4, the first time that Esther goes before the king, she uses wisdom. It is wisdom to not make a major accusation or cause a major scene in front of the king's court in public. Imagine someone calling you out in front of the very people supposed to respect you. Yikes. She chooses to not anger him because she has such a major request. In verse 8, the second time, her delay may be fear. It's natural and this fear is not deterring her from defending her people. She's working up the courage, still with every single intention to intervene on her people's behalf. The way she approached this was natural to her, 
and it was blessed by God because her and her people and Mordecai and all of the Jews, they sought the Lord in this. The last thing that I really want to point out in this chapter, and even just reading it again this time on the podcast, it struck me so much, um, but I really want to hone in on Haman and his pride. After Esther's first two encounters with the king, where we're left off knowing there will be another meeting, a third meeting between the king, Haman, and Esther, or I guess, I guess a second meeting because the first one is in the court, um... The chapter pans to Haman as the focus. In between the second and third dinner, or there we go, Haman heads home. Here we see the theme of pride yet again for Haman. This moment seems like the highest point in his life and in his career, and we can see that in verses 11 through 14. He was recently promoted. His plan to destroy his enemy and his enemy's people is succeeding, and it seems like the queen likes and respects him. But let's not forget that the Lord is not for the proud. And it's about to show in the most ironic and coincidental timing, a.k.a. God's timing. And you have to listen to next week's episode with chapter 6 for that full um, glimpse and diving into that. In this section, however, it sets the next scene acknowledging that pride is at the core of who Haman is. Friends, we need to drop pride because the same pride in us is the same pride in Haman and pride ruins. Pride leads to hasty decisions. Pride leads to unwise choices. Pride leads to yes men and Haman had his own. Pride feels deserving. Pride looks highly at itself. Pride looks at others as lowly and indebted and pride comes before the fall. So friend, I hope you were so encouraged and equipped by this chapter as we talked about boldness, favor, obedience, and trusting in the Lord, how God uses the natural things in our lives, and ultimately, Haman and his pride. If you were encouraged and equipped, I want to encourage you to share this episode with one person and definitely stay tuned for next week's episode because it is going to be so good. It's such a wild episode and I think can be really applicable to our own lives and how we actually look at the things going on around us. But again, I hope and pray that you are encouraged and equipped. If you are not already subscribed, definitely subscribe to the podcast. Friend, I love you. Live for Jesus well live purposefully, and have a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to today's conversation. I would love to hear what you thought about the podcast on Instagram at she lives purposefully and to rate and review us wherever you're listening from. It really helps us to serve you guys better and just lets us know what you're thinking and feeling and what you're looking for even. Um, so feel free to do that. And also tell your friends about the podcast. Let them know if it's been an encouragement to you, go and encourage them with it. Thank you so much again for listening. I love you friends. 